Your media player Woo-hoo. has oh. <laughs> your media player has just been infected by the anti podcast and equ- <laughs> I fucked it up. Oh my God, that was yes. <laughs> you, you, See what happens when you when you reach for something. Man? I know I'm reaching. I'm re- I don't care. I'm Mr. Fantastic. I gotta reach. Your <laughs> your podcast your your media player has just been infected with the anti podcast equation. That's right. It's eleven o'clock comics episode thirty one. You hungry? Hey ma, can we get some meatloaf? You know what? I will have some meatloaf. Let's have some meatloaf. You want some? Yes. I knew you'd go. Hey ma. The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! What is she doing? I never know what she's doing back there. Ma! The meatloaf! Fuck! This is all in it. It will be in it. And thank you very much for downloading us again. It's 11 o'clock comics. Wednesday. Wonderful comic Wednesday. I'm Vince B. I'm Christopher Naisman. Yes, you are. I'm David Price. And I am James Robinson. (laughs) I am not prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Who did I piss off this week? No, you're not James Robinson. You're Jason Wood. I'd rather be James. Robinson this week. Uh, yes, I get, I get a meet. I get to meet James Robinson in a couple of weeks. Oh, well, how Very is excited? It? He's doing. A, he's doing a signing at uh, Challengers Comics uh, on uh, uh, Western Avenue. He's uh, he's going to be in town doing a, a signing there. So um, yeah, excited. You should, you should get John Suntress to reenact his conversation, Robinson's conversation with Dan DiDio. <laughs> I, I somehow I doubt that. As, I, <sighs> you know, and that was only that was only a yellow light at last. Yes, it so. got more play than some of his green lights that we all know are true. Be, because yeah. it instilled fear in the hearts of everyone enjoying well, Superman. Is it, is it that, or is it? Yes, you're right. <laughs> it is Fritz fear. Johnson is a yellow lantern. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> nice, very nice. <laughs> that is awesome. I They're like right that a there. lot. Let me let me write that down. I'm gonna steal it. Is it is is it is it fear or is it the fact uh, that we've what we've seen the Dio do over the past few months that it just might be like it doesn't surprise us? So 
Yeah, I could imagine this happening. You know, why do I get the the, the feeling that whenever I read something that Dan DiDio is is a first person account of something Dan DiDio is saying, I hear the Keystone Cops song in, in the background. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. Yeah, the guy has screwed up more than a little in the past, as they all do. I mean, he's not perfect, but this one just it really scared me because Superman, as we've said before, it's really good now. Really good. It, it, it's a little bit overshadowed by what Johns is doing, sure. But Robinson, he's kicking ass. He really you know, it's, is. It, it, we're getting, it's we're getting, Go ahead, Dave. I was just going to say we're getting ahead of ourselves because we yes, missed we the are. step. But yeah. I don't want, okay. I want to cut Chris off. Uh, I, I, real quick before we get to the drink roll call. Yeah, it, it, I may come off sounding like a DC apologist, which is really funny because I grew up as a Marvel kid and I still, I still love Marvel. But yeah, I think Dio gets a little bit of a bad rap. I, I think I, I I like him the few times that I've met him at cons and that kind of stuff. And I think that he really does passionately care about DC. And I think he's done some great stuff. Yeah, there's been some missteps there, but I think there's a little bit of a piling on uh, syndrome whenever it comes to him. So I. I I hope that people just don't pile on for the sake of piling on. And, right. you know, w- wait for Final Crisis to be done before you, you, know, you, you give your final, you know, final review on Final Crisis. So. Yeah, but, dude, editorial yeah. rewrites at this stage in the game? I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, it depends on how much they're being rewritten. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of an editor's job to see that things are, are rewritten. Um, yeah. I don't... Well, Which is no. very true, but when, when Morrison submitted that original proposal for the course and Dan said, very good, put the, the D.O. stamp on it, oh. you know, and sends it through, and all of a sudden, we want to change something. I, I can understand he has a business to run, and these changes may facilitate better and more improved uh, foothold in the marketplace. That's great, but... I hope that's the case. I really do. Modern, mainstream, continuity-driven comics. Is that, you know, something that big? You're going to have, there's so much stuff going on that by the time you come to the end of a seven, a seven issue major event that spans, what, nine, ten months? I mean, there's, they're going to have to be some changes made to it. That's just, that's just how, how it is. You know, if you don't want that, then, then read Fear Agent. Because, Don't have well, to worry you still about can. <laughs> Read Fear Agent anyway. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, and in that one thread on our forum, forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com, uh, I, I, I got kind of ass-slapped a little bit because I was a bit of, bit of a reactionary in there, and I was a, mm-hmm. bit, a little bit excited. But that's only because I want to see DC do very, very well. I want to yeah. see them. I want to see them leave Marvel in the dust. Not because I don't like Marvel, because I think DC's books at the moment are Health much competition are much better. But that's just me. But I I want to see DC do well. So yeah, it's a little bit scary when you hear stuff like that. I want to see them all do well. Okay. Hey, what's um? Uh, yeah, is there a siren there? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's who, it's it's cool. Who are they coming to arrest? Which know. one of us did? It? Not me. <laughs> Yeah. So before we do the drink, Wood, did you have anything to say? You seem a little bit chomping at the bit there. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, all the stuff about about the deal. Who the hell knows whether Johnson's got the story right or not? But it just seems to me that, you know, we talked about this when Final Crisis got going. Is that um, first of all, I totally agree with Chris. He, he, let's let's give Final Crisis and and any big event the chance to finish itself out before you you pass judgment ultimately on it. But but more importantly, with this, I think. 
You know, when you ask Grant Morrison to, you know, we talked about this one at launch. When you ask Grant Morrison to write your big event book, I think implicitly you have to give him a lot of leeway and expect it to be um, very different than what a, you know, typical continuity-laden event would be like. I mean, this is Grant Morrison. You don't, you know, if you want another really well well put together tight continuity driven event then you get jeff johns to write it i mean that's what johns is good at right but morrison is at his best when he's totally creative and unrestrained by having to see what other people are doing and it just seems to me like maybe they you know they they were you know anxious to have morrison on the book and then he started going wild with the ideas and then you know whether or not it's the deal feeling the pressures of dc sales or the countdown didn't go the way they wanted or whatever but it just seems like now that there's just been a lot of flies in the ointment and uh, I, I guess i just keep thinking to myself what were they expecting i mean if they really are having yeah. rewrites or trying to shape it what were they expecting i mean this is grant morrison we're talking about right right i mean he's he's going to do what he wants to do and i'm sure that that was i mean if you go back and read the early interviews when they announced it you know all this talk was oh this is going to be the biggest event ever you know grant morrison told john suntress Oh, you know, it's great. They're, they're, I told them I would do this if they let me, you know, make it the craziest, biggest crisis we've, you know, ever had, the, the crisis to end all crises. And yet it's certainly, you know, it, I'm, I, even though I've been enjoying the series, if if what they're saying is true, I just don't, I, I somehow I doubt that it's going to end up being as significant or as wacky or as crazy as Morrison would have really intended it to be. And that, that's a real shame. I think the craziness would take place in the last issue. And well, it's I, I think yeah. they're getting a little cold feet now. But mm-hmm. yeah, we'll just let's just sit back and wait. I, and as far as the delay goes, I really don't care because I know it, it's going to be good because it's Morrison, and I don't care who draws it. I just want to read a good story. Sure. I mean, yeah. it can't be it can't be that crazy or that universe altering because well, I mean the 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 job is to maintain the licensed properties, and so they're not gonna they're not gonna change them that much. I think the story, I and mean, I've loved Final Crisis. It's it's something that's got great re rereadability quality yeah. to it, which which is something that I think is sorely lacking in in comics today. But you can go back and pour over those books and uh, and have fun with them each time. But um, yeah, I think Wood nailed it. Is is you're not gonna you're not gonna bring in a huge wild card writer like Morrison, who's gonna be just you know bouncing off the walls with ideas, and expect him to write a very tame and easy to contain story. That's what they signed on for, and hopefully they see it through. But uh, you know it'll be it'll be interesting because the rest of the DCU is kind of just moving along right now you know trinity is doing its thing and the whole new krypton storyline which i love is just kind of doing its thing and r.i.p and final crisis is this huge event but it's not really touching that many other titles which is it's good and and bad i guess at the same time it's you don't have to worry about buying the entire universe right now to keep up with it but you kind of wonder how really far-reaching the effect is going to be just notice the parallels between this occurrence and when Kirby was brought into the fourth world stuff. Similar? Yeah, a little bit. I think so. Hey, Vince and Woods and David and Chris. Uh, it's Matt Burton again from the UK. Well, Templar, I've been out of the loop, man. I've been completely podless for about two weeks. My laptop busted thanks to a well done dropkick from my um, daughter 
and uh, I get that back in a couple of days, at which point I'll be, uh, I suppose, backdating for the last two weeks, so I'll be catching up with you guys and, and AC. Um, I work in real estate in the UK. How fucking depressing can you get? On top of that, I'm sat in an office right now, or I'm out of the office now, thank God, working with somebody that I oh, fucking oh, it, it, unbelievably irritating. I can't take. You know when people talk with them, and then she's eating a bacon sandwich, and 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 bits of it are spraying over her computer screen, and I'm gonna get Michael Douglas in falling down on her ass pretty soon if if. Uh, Oh, God. Well, as irritating as it is, I'm out of the office now. And I'm armed with Uncanny X-Men 503. And uh, and that's irritating for me at the moment. And, and I'll tell you for why. Because it's full of sex. And as much as I like sex, I, you know, I'm a good-looking guy. But I'm married, so sex isn't something that, that happens a lot, you know? And, 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 uh, and you've got Emma Frost and you've got Cyclops. And it's kind of like, hey, hey, let's go on a mission. Let's send the X-Men out. Cool. We'll monitor things from back here. While they're out, hey, let's have sex. A lot. All the fucking time. And as much as Greg Land can draw to math, um, I don't know. It's just an awful lot. It's kind of like the, you know, like the babysitters when, when the mum and dad have gone and, and it's, um, okay, let's have sex now. I don't know. I think I need to move on, but I don't know. And I've got a house of mystery here to read as well, so I'm hoping I'll get some ideas as to how to kill the secretary I'm working with. I'm going to stop ranting now. Um, have a good show. I love you guys. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to catching up. I'll be back on the forum soon. I've just been out of the loop. Peace, love, and good comics from the UK. See ya. Let's move on. Anybody else have anything to say about that before we get back to our drink thing? Nah, dude. I have one thing to say, though. Ooh. Um, I, I, I don't know. This is just real quick. Just something that uh, just struck me as I was looking at the pile here. I don't know Amanda Connor, and I don't know what her relationship is with her parents, but I'm, I'm speaking right to her. I hope she listens. Amanda Connor, the next time you see your parents, give them a big old hug and thank them for giving birth to you. Because ta- no, Terra number two was the sexiest book Amanda Connor has ever drawn. Wait sexier you- than the pro? No, yes. Wait until you see it. It is. Oh my goodness! You know what? Forget the 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 pharmaceutical companies are going to have a hit on her because there is absolutely no need for Viagra when those dudes who need it get a look at this thing. It is. Oh, nice. it's fantastic! Yeah, and there's there's borderline nudity in it. It is great, and it's. It's so sexy. You got to get it. Yeah, Terra number two. Okay. Uh, Take it away, Christopher. Yeah, go ahead. Do somebody else. (laughs) Are you you drinking the Yingling? Uh, Pass. (laughs) (laughs) All right, David, what are you drinking this week? Well, I am drinking Yingling, actually, but I'm drinking it in a bottle. I mind it a bottle. man. There you go. Yeah, I'm, see, did you have an old bottle? Is it is it no, a healing bottle or is no? It I like... I get paid at my place of work, so I went out and bought a case. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, love it. I love it. And you know what? Maybe we should solicit these guys as a sponsor. Wouldn't that be cool? I th- uh, would that be ever the first podcast comic podcast sponsored by uh, a brewery? There you go. Yeah, yeah. We, we'd be bringing the heat, the Yingling heat. <laughs> oh, oh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Wood, tell me you're not drinking Yinkling Lager. Uh, I'm drinking Yinkling Black and Tan. No, just kidding. Uh, oh. I am uh, drinking vodka and Red Bull. 
Very nice. Um, and yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm just I'm kicking back and going redneck tonight. I've I've had a <laughs> had a, a a long week so far, so I'm uh, I'm drinking a PBR in a bottle. So no <laughs> What's that? Oh, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Oh, nice. okay, cool. Drinking drinking the Blue Ribbon. So usually in a can in a paper bag, but uh, um, tonight actually uh, picked up a, a six pack of PBR bottles. So I'm uh, I'm I'm going back to my roots. Yeah, I might have I might have a little a little whiskey back to it later, but we'll see. I thought you're not supposed to mix. Mix but that's, what? That uh, you're not supposed to mix like beer and and, and beer liquor. before liquor, never sick or liquor before beer. You're in the clear. Yeah, but really? you drink both at the same time. It's not. It's never drinking um, beer and wine. Oh, beer and wine. Oh, that, yeah, that's a given. So that's why I got yeah. so sick one night when uh, we were playing magic, and uh, I had a couple of couple of hurricanes, and then we were like, "What else is here?" So I had some wine, and man, I have never been sicker than that. So that's that's the deal. We just took this podcast to a whole new level of geekdom is, <laughs> yeah i was getting tanked while i was playing magic i was thinking yeah. the same thing i won yeah. though fuck them yeah. i won <laughs> what color what color what color red and blue there you go uh, yep a little bit of light a little bit of dark never played magic in my life oh you, yeah you should really Nor try have I. it's awesome yeah. i don't know if you'll be able to be playing hero clicks much longer yeah <sighs> unfortunately but, for the hero clicks players that's a that's a bitch well, so so I, now Chris has a whole lot of little statues in his house. Yeah, anybody want to buy some hero clicks cheap? Um, well, as far yeah. as as tournaments um, go, yeah. But Wiz Kids, uh, owned by Tops, and from what I've heard is that Hero Clicks was one of the few divisions of, or the few brands at uh, Wiz Kids that did well financially. So Tops is either like. Apparently looking to sell it or just release it under the Tops brand. So Hero Clicks may not be going away for good. So, right. uh, so I don't understand why Wizards of the Coast isn't looking into it, or who knows if they are. I mean, that'd be I don't, yeah. no idea. But, but whatever. Okay, let's talk comics. Mm-hmm. Awesome day for comics today. It was yeah, really no. Yeah, really. Flash. Yeah, pretty Ter- light day for me, honestly. Oh man, Same I had here. Jesus. I had like twenty books this week between between the local comic shop and DCBS. Yeah. I, I really? sent I sent yeah. my aunt my list of that that she gets at her shop. There were three comics on that list. Two of them were DC books. Well look at you. Getting all grown up. <laughs> yeah, I figure, you know, let me see how the other let, let me slum a little bit and see what everybody else is doing. <laughs> No, I think the uh, didn't the Jack Kirby Demon Omnibus came out today. Yes. Yeah, yes, so it did. I, I can't say no to that, even though I have them all. <laughs> Is it good stuff? Ooh, well, see, that's a loaded question. It's Kirby. <laughs> well. Well, it, I mean, it, is, it, yeah. is, it, is it good Kirby? Because I know that some of that DC stuff got a little got a little wild. But oh, um, that that's the the joy of it. I you know I love Kirby and I I I love Kirby seventy stuff the best. Out of his entire career, that that when he went back to when he went to DC and did the Fourth World stuff and Commanding the Demon and that stuff is I think Jack's golden age right there. You're I, crazy. I am. So I am. I mean, how can we trust that? You can't. You just have to take me at my word. <laughs> is that? But the the Demon stuff is really good. Yeah, it's really sharp. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey Vince, I, I was I thinking have, about yeah. this. Uh, I know you love Kirby so much. Um, 
you know, it seems like the last few years DC has been trying to uh, pay homage to the fourth world. Yeah. Um, obviously, Final Crisis probably being uh, hopefully the best because obviously Countdown was was a debacle in that regard, but certainly um, probably had good intentions. So I was thinking, you know, as Final Crisis is about to wrap up, uh, do you, do you think this is probably going to be the last? we see of, of the fourth world in terms of, or the new gods and whatnot in terms of front and center for some time, because it was a good long while where they really weren't uh, seen much before all this. So it just kind of seems cyclically. I was thinking maybe this is the last time we see some of these Kirby characters for a good long while. I don't think so. I, I don't think editorial would invest this much page time to uh let's call it a culture of heroes like in Final Crisis, it's all based in the fourth world with the new the new gods and and the uh, the uh, anti life equation and it it's all Kirby seeds. I don't think that they would bring them to readers with this much force and then forget about them. So I, I, what I'm hoping is maybe well, what if they we'll, feel we'll get a, most of the readers don't care for what they've been given. Well, it's a little late at this point in the game, don't you think? I mean, well, no that that that's my point though is that if they feel like. Certainly, Countdown wasn't well-received. I know that we collectively seem to be enjoying Final Crisis, but I think it's certainly at least a mixed bag so far, and we'll have to see how it ends in terms of what the the readers are thinking. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, if, if, right. if they get sense we need to move in a new direction, it's just like uh, I guess I worry for that because it seems like maybe because I'm some relatively new to the DCU, I, I, I love the fourth world characters. I, I think sure. um, they, they there's a lot of great stories to be told with them. Now, I... I but whether or not we're in the position to have those stories told, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think we're going to see, a, a, at the very least, I'm hoping, a fourth world themed ongoing after this. Mm -hmm. Whether it be, you know, maybe the forever people, the kids will will get a, a book. And e even if they're not, I, I'm, I'm pretty much resigned myself to the fact that we will probably not see Kirby's original fourth world characters for quite a while what with grant morrison revamping them all mm -hmm. so i'm thinking morrison's versions will somehow come out of this uh, in in maybe an ongoing i hope well we'll see uh, what his versions end up being right but right it's, i mean dark side is a pretty it's a pretty iconic looking uh, or a pretty iconic villain i can't imagine yeah. them getting rid of dark side yeah you don't That's dispose true. of the doctor doom of the dc universe it's impossible yeah. Well, Doomsday seems to pop back up every year or two, so I'm sure Dark Side. Yeah, Doomsday. Yes. <laughs> or we'll talk about him when we get into the That's Superman right. discussion, but yeah. There's there's there is Doomsday, but as far as the the um manipulative genius type villain like Doctor Doom and, and uh yeah, I don't think uh Dark Side's gonna go away anytime soon. Okay. But I hope. Yeah, we we can only see what what's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. It would be great to see a commandy book again, but <laughs> I doubt that'll ever happen. <laughs> hey, seeds are planted. You never know. You mm -hmm. never that's, know. That's how that's how Final Crisis is supposed to end, right? Yeah, it begins with Anthro and it ends with Commandy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so there you go. It's supposed to be at the end. Uh, I'm dreaming, but I can dream. <laughs> Don't take it away from me right now. So yeah. So Chris, you said you were enjoying the Superman books. Loving the the new Krypton stuff for this episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I read Superman 677 to 681, Action Comics up to 871. Okay. Now, and I know it, David did too. I have read up to, uh, yes, the fourth part. So that's what, uh, is that Superman? or uh, Yeah, that's Superman. No, the fourth, uh, the, the fourth part is action. Action, I'm sorry, action, it's action, yeah. action 871, yeah. Oh, and you, have, you, have you read the action? 
Yeah. Yes. Which, come back to that real quick, but I read, uh, that was actually the first thing, that's how excited I am about this new Krypton stuff. Came home tonight, had time to read like two books. First thing I read was Supergirl. Oh, was it good? What freaking world am I living in whenever the first book I want to read whenever I get home from the comic shop is freaking Supergirl? It's a good world. That's what it is. Yeah, it's freaking me out. But uh, yeah, another solid issue. Uh, didn't feel and there. May, I mean, there was there was like one important thing that really happened in the book regarding um, uh, Kara um, that may have ram, ramifications later on. Um, it it kind of tightened up and tweaked her um, the retcon on her origin story it kind of uh, explained some stuff that had uh, that had been left um, unexplained up to this point so but yeah it was good it was uh, but I don't think it's absolutely necessary for for what else is going on it's I think this was the last issue before the shit really hits the fan ah mm-hmm. hmm. and it's uh, Jamal still penciling yes yeah, and um, uh, Sterling Gates writing. Yes, right. awesome, great. So I know. Uh, let me check on that. Make sure it is. Jamal. Yeah, I got it right here. Um, y'all are going to have to explain um, Thunderbolt Ross and why he is in Superman books. All of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> very good. Uh, you know, uh, just a little detour here. Uh, speaking of Thunderbolt Ross, I'm caught up. I think on my. Um, Comic-related movies of the summer. Mm-hmm. I saw The Dark Knight, and I saw The Hulk. Well, funny you should mention that, Vince, because that's what I want to talk about this week, too. I also watched The Hulk this week. Ah, uh, excellent. I liked The Dark Knight. <laughs> oh, you didn't like The Hulk? Oh, man. No. No, Vince, I thought was... we were getting along so well. Wait yeah, a minute. Okay, yeah, let's talk about this for a second. You didn't like all The right, Hulk? All right, we'll get back to the Superman. Yeah, you can jump back um, to that. I, I, not to say I didn't like it, what I saw of it, I really liked. I only made it about an hour and twenty minutes into it. Well, then, then you, I, I you, thought I you thought it. You haven't seen the whole movie. Uh, well, I have. Okay, but uh, what I did see, I thought was in. Uh, it, it was incredibly slow. I, I I did not like the the CGI Hulk at all. Um, mm-hmm. the, the reason I kept watching, and I was talking to David about this earlier in the week, was um, Liv Tyler. That's the reason I kept watching the movie. Uh, I hope to see it this weekend. That 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 woman is freaking gorgeous and uh, angelic, but I tell you, the movie did nothing for me. Nothing at all. No. Wow. Mm. What do you like? It. I I liked it very much. Yeah. In fact, it was way way better than I thought it would be. It I was a really, good movie. I mean, I know you were saying you thought it might be better than Iron Man. I, I wouldn't have far, but um, but no. I I in fact I popped it in with my. Uh, my parents were up here, so we can see in the new house, and uh, so they stayed over, so I popped it in. It was my dad, uh, his wife, my my wife, and I watched it, and uh, you know, I'm the only comic geek in the group, and you know, everybody actually enjoyed it quite a bit. I didn't think it was slow at all. In fact, I, I thought it was very well-paced, um, even you know, from the start, you get some action, and I, I liked that uh, it was as much about Banner as it was the Hulk. Um, I liked that the Hulk was um, super, super strong and crazy, but at the same point in time, he had that, you know, that little bit of accessible humanity, which I think is when the Hulk is written that he, that's the best he's written is when he's written that way. Um, I liked it a lot. I, I thought the I thought Thunderbolt Ross was spot on. Um, 
I mean, I, I, you know, I wasn't crazy about the abomination, either the way they portrayed him or the choice of, of Timothy Roth to, to be, to be the, uh, I guess the, uh, Emil Blonsky. But, but at the end of the day, I, I thought the movie was, uh, was pretty darn good. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I, I've said that I, and I did enjoy Incredible Hulk a, a tad more than Iron Man, but it's, I mean, I enjoyed them both immensely, and it's really close. I just think that that Hulk is, um, from just the the components of what makes a good movie, I think it's a better movie. Um, with Iron Man, it's you just have that central um, uh, actor in in Downey that really drove that movie. He's the one that that kind of pushes it over the top. You take him out of that movie, and I think Iron Man fails. Just it utterly fails. If you take Ed Norton out of the Hulk, I think the Hulk is still a, a pretty good movie. Hmm. If you know what I mean. I, I enjoyed the Ang Lee one uh, infinitely more. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, I hated the Ang Lee one. Oh, there, I love there, the Ang Lee one. There, there's an uh, an air of uh, experimentation to the Ang Lee one, and and uh, almost seeking Wait. to be something more than just a. A, a comic book movie, whereas yeah. the the Hulk, I know it wasn't. It's an action movie, and it just seemed like I don't know movie of the week, action adventure, yeah, blow well, up film. But that's you know. Yeah, when when when, 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 I, when I go see Bad Boys, I don't want to see um, Fried Green Tomatoes. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the whole, what, or Chameleon. I mean, it just made no sense. And, and and you're telling me that this version of the Hulk bored you? And you like the fucking Ang Lee version? Yeah, I like the Ang Lee version. Man better. was his dad. I mean, oh. I just didn't well, see sense. you. You that's the see your your argument that the things were different than they are in the comics. I'm judging the movie based on the opening scene to the end scene I, the the reality that's inside that movie. I'm not saying well, geez, that's not the way it is in the comics. I'm going strictly by what was on the screen, and I enjoyed it. I did. I liked it. But then don't call it the Hulk. Call it the oh, Beast Wood. the Lab. I mean, don't make it a movie about some creature that's got chameleon DNA and is missing. Okay, so if, if they take out the squid scene at the end of Watchmen, is it no longer Watchmen? Well, I'll, I'll let you know that. after I see Watchmen whether it's Watchmen well, or not. Yeah, okay. I'm, and, I'm, and don't get me wrong. I think Ang Lee is an amazing uh, filmmaker. The, the, the Ice Storm is... It's a really brilliant movie. Um, it's just it, he's he's not a he's not a big action superhero film director. And well, I, I like the unexpected. I like off pairings where you you get a, a director not normally associated with a certain genre and and see what he can do. Yeah. It, 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 wrong, I, the expectation wrong, I had for that character, wrong character, oh, okay. wrong genre. So, from in my opinion, but I I did really like the Dark Knight. I, I, I thought that movie was, was this close to perfect, and the only thing lacking in the entire film was uh, uh, Bale. I think he was horrible. <laughs> I, I, I like his Bruce Lee. Uh, his Bruce Lee. I like his, I like his Bruce Wayne. As soon as the, the cowl comes on, he's ridiculous. That that whole Cookie Monster, uh, <laughs> man, bullshit. I just like l- let me plug in the Christian Bale of uh, voice modulator. It was just ba- his, his Batman's horrible. I would prefer George Clooney over over him. But wow. I'm telling you, the Ledger. 
well, yeah, Ledger was fantastic. Really Com- completely psychotic. I, I, the motivation was there. Just the, the nervous tics that he had, where he kept licking the inside of his face. Oh, that was brilliant. Uh, I, I also like the fact that they did not cast a bombshell in the role of Rachel. Because yeah. we, we, we've all seen the pretty girls. You know, it's hot. Well, you know, I, she's hot, but she's not flamboyantly hot. She's cute. Yeah, she's cute. She's excessively but, attractive. Yeah, she she's look at the 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 long line of Batman girlfriends that have appeared in the film. She's nothing like them, and she can act, which is really. Can good. You, you guys do me a favor if you haven't seen this movie, please. You know, Netflix it, whatever. The secretary. Yes. <laughs> watch the secretary yeah, and yeah and then that is an awesome movie but the the i, I and oddly enough i i said the hulk dragged I, I uh started watching the dark knight and i blinked and it was over i was completely captivated wow See, I, I, thought, I, thought it all. Movie. I thought it was about 20 minutes too long yeah same yeah. here grenade goes off during the Dark Knight, and she is a huge. I, I just wasn't thrilled with the fact that everybody, including Gordon's kid, had a fucking monologue. Well, <laughs> it's well, like does I everybody need a few minutes to talk about something? I, yeah. I think, more, and even more than that, it was it wasn't even so much that they all had monologues, but it was that they all had the same monologue, which is that you know, was Harvey Dent Harvey Gotham Dent Shining the, Light? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that was you know. Gotham finally had its real hero, Harvey Dent. You know, so. but the way the way they wove the fates of the Joker and Harvey Dent together, that was pretty slick. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh I know. thought it was yeah, the best. Was, yeah, I think it's the greatest. Yeah, it's the greatest it, superhero it, movie ever made. It did. It did the job because since I didn't know where the movie was going, I, I honestly spoilers. I honestly did believe that they took Gordon out. They they had me for a minute where I thought that 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 Gordon was actually shot and killed, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" Because I'm like, you know, I don't know what to expect. He did that great a job in in crafting this movie that they they could have just thrown the, the rule book out and says, you know, we don't know who's making it out of here, and it, it that I'll give him. You know, it, Gary Oldman quietly um, really one of the strengths of both movies. Yes. Uh, his his commissioner or captain gordon or whatever whatever gordon he is at the, at that point um is uh, just absolutely spot on perfect in in yeah. both movies and uh i mean gary oldman is is awesome and it, plays an a perfect gordon especially if you're looking you know it's like that is like frank miller's mm-hmm. batman year one gordon and- oh really see i whenever uh he was in a scene I thought this is Gordon drawn by Frank Quitely. Really? Yeah, he looks like. No, he looks. He looks he just looks like, like a, the Massa Kelly Gordon to me. Yeah, well, yeah. He's he's I, Batman Year One. I see. I see Quitely. Wow. Yeah, that that lanky, thin, drawn kind of uh, facial features and the missing eye. Not the missing eyes, but just like that. That that. Uh, I can't put it into words. Just yeah. The, I, yeah. the reflections off the glasses. You know, yeah. Kind of. Um, Hello, 11 O'Clock Comics. This is a new forum member, Sunnyvale Trash. Uh, Chris Neeson probably knows me from the AC board. Just want to thank you guys for getting me into Deadpool. First three issues are blast. Let's hope that uh, number four tomorrow keeps her up. Thanks for the great podcast. Take it easy. Hey, speaking of Batman, was um, the last 
chapter of R.I.P. Wasn't that supposed to come out this week? Did it get pushed to next week? No, there were a couple. There was a Batman and the Outsiders that came out today, and uh-huh. I think a couple of Bat Universe books came out. But I don't think all right. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. R.I.P. might have been originally solicited for this week, but I didn't. Okay, I didn't it, see. It, okay, it comes out next week then. Oh. I, I think it was. I, I had seen on my poll list that uh, I think that yeah, because when I was looking at. Um, when I was looking to see the release dates for like the uh, the, the game in two parter and, and what happens between R.I.P. and then, I, I believe Batman is scheduled to come out like the last week of each month. Sweet, okay. Good. He's got a lot of ground to cover in this last issue. Is it a double sized? Uh, yes, it is. Excellent. All right, look, we, let's let's slide back to the Superman things we were talking about. And and Wood, it's very odd that you brought up Doomsday. Can we spoil something for you? Oh, I already know about it. Okay, so the, the this hundred the hundred thousand new Kryptonians on Earth, uh, all of a sudden, Mister Lane, uh, somehow, and this is the part, the the one thing about the story that is kind of not sitting right with me that he has access to Doomsday. How, how did how did Lane get access to Doomsday? Where did this come from? Yeah, lots lots of bullets in that gun. Well, yeah. after, he, after he fucking shot Lex in the shoulder, which is an awesome <laughs> fucking scene. Yeah, that yeah. was great, but how do you harness the, the most unstoppable force in the DC universe? Well, how is he back? They haven't explained that. So it, it's obviously not something... Did we see a body when he died? Well, I, I don't know, and I think Vince brings up a, a pretty good point. You know, How does he have access to Doomsday? Oh, but wait, this whole thing with Cadmus and clones, how do we know Lane's not a clone? How do we know? Well, Doomsday is obviously a clone. Yes, yes. And w- which means that he's not only more impervious than he was before; he's smarter. Yes, because he's a bad thing, right? Right. W- which which opens the the door to Blackest Night. Now here we have a Doomsday who was just pummeled to hell by X amount of Kryptonians. He's going to adapt to that the next time around. And and reading Action uh, Six Eight Seventy One. Mm-hmm. When I saw Doomsday get the shit kicked out of him and they said he was dead, I was like, damn, Johns, what do you have against Doomsday? And I, David probably could hear me say it because <laughs> ever since Infinite Crisis, I've been going on about Johns and Doomsday. I, did I call for his head, David D? <laughs> <laughs> he called me out on that one. But, okay, misused in Infinite Crisis, horribly wasted in Villains United one-shot, and then completely ignored during the Sinestro Corps War in favor of Arkillo. I mean, if you say to any of the heroes in the DC Universe, uh-oh, here comes Arkillo, they'll be like, yeah, whatever. Say Doomsday's oh, coming, well. and, and, and before they change their shorts, maybe they'll think twice about it, because Doomsday, the very word, just instills fear in all these people. Yeah, but time out, though. Arkillo was... They wouldn't be good proxies for one another. Arkillo was picked because he was just a Kilowog... I mean, he was the, he was their Kilowog, literally. But he was, but he, he was the, the, the analog for Doomsday, I think. No, it, he, he was the analog for Kilowog. He was the trainer of the Sinestro Corps, just like Kilowog is the trainer. The drill physically. Of the, yeah, but I'm saying there were plenty. I mean, you're talking about tra- Doomsday should have been in, in place of Superboy Prime or... But yeah, they, they did Shaw. have a lot of Superman-related villains already in the Sinestro Corps, where like you just yeah. said, you had Prime, right. you had Henshaw. But but if if you're basing the selection of your army on the potential to instill fear, he's number one on the list. Think about it. Who instills fear? The, 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 the thing killed Superman. Yeah, no, 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 nothing encourages me to 
put a book back on the shelves than oh. stay. <laughs> <laughs> Says the man Poor- who read Supergirl first this week. Poor you know, Doomsday. Me, it, 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 whenever, whenever I saw Doomsday, I was like, uh, it's just, <laughs> that's, it's just such a, a dark time in comics for me. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> <sighs> I love Doomsday. I, I, out of all the villains, Doomsday is probably my favorite. Over the Joker, I love Doomsday. I know I'm reading I'm reading a book one with Doomsday that I'm loving and another one with Bane that I absolutely love and I'm just like okay <laughs> what wh- when did this turn into Chris's bizarro world of comic books <laughs> It's bizarro shit planet it, all uh, over like, <laughs> two of bizarre. the absolute yeah two of the absolute worst characters from the 90s and they're actually being used to to pretty good effect right now so there are no uh, bad characters. It, it was a bad time, but I, I don't think I, I think you're, you're you're heaping a little bit too much poop on poor Doomsday. Yeah, I'm still buying it. Yeah, but anyway, so 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 Doomsday gets the crap kicked out of him. He's dead, and the recruitment for the Blackest Night, the Black Lanterns, is there. The the rings go to all the deceased. There you go, Doomsday, Black Lantern. There, it, he's 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 the fodder. Uh, and speaking of the fodder. Who would be surprised? <laughs> who would not be surprised at this point to see Pa Kent as a Black Lantern? No, I, that would yeah. kill it. That would just. That, I don't. No. I, that, I, yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't feel that. I mean, it's. <laughs> I am well, already just thinking about it. It's like it. It, it kills to me. Oh. It, it kills a moment from a story that is. It fits then. I mean, to to drag it out into that and to really, yeah, I know it'll fuck with Cal's mind and it'll, it'll oh, be you know, awesome. It'll be, yeah, but it's. It, it it almost screams like bad fan fiction to me. It just yeah, there's, I don't. There's no, there's, there's no reason for leave it alone to be a to be a black lantern. Oh, I uh, see. Wouldn't when wouldn't I agree? You know, you're on bizarre shit planet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we agree so much. It's not even funny. It's become a cliche to joke about us not agreeing. But <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, here's one. There is somebody that's actually getting ready to die in the DCU, right? Who this? Um, point me in the right direction. Oh yeah, Batman Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm... Black Lantern. Vince doesn't want to see that. See, everybody's worried about who's going to be the Black Lanterns. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and what does that tell you? What is that a testament to? Freaking Jeff John's ability to write a damn good story. Well, it's the best Van, Van Skyver is not drawing Blackest Night now because he's doing the Flash Rebirth. Right. Mm-hmm. But he was uh, he was on the interview. What was it? A month or two ago, and and uh, with with the onward balloon, and was talking about how he still is in charge of coming up with the character designs. Mm. And he was lamenting the lack of prominent DCU deaths and was begging editorial to kill off as many characters as they could. So, <laughs> so I think that anyone that's died or is dead is, is, is fodder to show up in those books. Meanwhile, there was one character who, who has been dead for the longest and Van Skyver's working on a book bringing him back. Right, right. Well, yeah, that's so why yeah, I he's guess... not doing Blackest Night because he's doing Flash Rebirth. But I mean, oh. uh, who do we have that's recently deceased that would be really cool to be a Black Lantern? Uh, we lost. Uh, which one was that? Out of the um, uh, the Outsiders? Um, I don't read it. Yeah. Oh, but that, no, Chuck Dixon? No, but that's because she was a she was a, a new god. Uh, no, not Chuck Dixon. Yeah, Chuck Dixon is a oh, Black Lantern. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, not oh, Titan. Uh, no, not Titania. That's the Marvel analog. Uh, black uh, bombshell. Not bombshell. Uh, knockout. 
Knockout. Yeah. Um, the lesbian. Yeah. Oh, there you go. What's your power? Lesbian. <laughs> strong lesbian. Hey, Tom Grummet drew the hell out of her for su- in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. series. Yeah. I think the, uh, for sure, I think one of the prominent Black Lanterns, whether it's the leader, whether it's just uh, someone that, that is featured, I think for sure, Abin, sir. I think absolutely. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got to be up there. Well, you need a, you need a foil for, um, gro- what's his name, Grotesque in the Red Lantern. Atrocitus. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Grotesque. <laughs> and yeah, I'm sure there's, there was a reason for, for doing Hal's origin again. Exactly. So. Exactly. I mean, Atrocitus killed him. You know, he worked that whole thing into the origin. But, but as David just said, you know, Abin Sur played such a huge role in both Sinestro's evolution and obviously Hal becoming the Lantern. So I just think it just makes too much sense. I mean, he is dead. To, to not have him involved would, would almost, to me, be silly. So, Aside I, from uh, the readers, who's, uh, who's died in, uh, in the Wonder Woman title? Oh, that's not right. <laughs> hey, Snarky uh, bastard. The, uh, no, I'm, I'm serious. I, don't, I mean, we, we, we were talking about Superman. We were talking about Hal. Uh, Batman's got a few characters that I'm sure have died over the years that might, if he's even playing a part in it. But mm-hmm. I don't know about Diana. Who's, I mean, I, I read the first. I read the Heinberg arc. So, I mean, I, beyond that, I don't know what's going on in her world that might shock her to the core as far as bringing mm. someone back. Yeah, Don, mm. Don is already back. What about Connor Kent? Or, yeah, but... Yeah, uh, true. That's true. What, what I want to know is, is this uh, Black Lantern recruitment drive multiversal? Because didn't Earth-52 get... The whole planet got destroyed in, in Countdown, didn't it? Wait, you sure you want to reference Countdown, dude? No, but I'm just saying a whole planet full of with the, with the perfect Justice League didn't that that totally get destroyed? So there, there is an entire Justice League that could be. Uh, I, I you, doubt if it's I doubt if it's multi multiversal. Yeah. Oh, be, but yeah. Oh, speaking of multiverse, that brings up uh, another uh, trade that came out last week that uh, I don't know if um, we have a, a few minutes to to touch on here, but uh, I we always have a few minutes for you. Jeez. I've, Oh God! I finally uh, read JLA Avengers because it came out the trade paperback last week. Oh uh, yeah, you man. Yeah. What'd you and, think? Oh my God! What a bunch of fun! Mm-hmm. It, not not a not a you know really deep story or something that's gonna you know rock me to the the core of my comic fandom, but just a really fun four issue thick dense series that if you're an old school comic book fan you know dating back to the 80s or even before it just it had so many little easter eggs in it and you know you see just about every not not just every character from the JLA and the Avengers from the last 40 years <laughs> but like every version of every costume that they've ever been in and uh yeah it was just it was just a big you know geek fest and uh, you could tell that's why Busick and, and Perez were doing it it was just like okay we're gonna put them all in there and every version of them and we're just gonna have fun so yeah it was it was it's a hoot yeah, it took they, a long time for that story to to see the light of day too well mm-hmm. not not including the eighties, but yeah, the, uh, and, and oh, yeah. big props to, I'm sorry, big, uh, <laughs> big props to Busiek for, for not only referencing the crossover mini in his JLA run, but today in, uh, in Trinity. 
Oh, oh the 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 uh, what do they mention? Like chromas? the egg, the chromas, yeah. And and how many times have we seen within the pages of Amazing Heroes? Ooh, JLA Avengers, it's coming next year. Same <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. pages. Yeah. You know, I yeah. want to thank um, one of our listeners, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up here. I had mentioned that I was looking for the uh, uh, the absolute edition, even though I don't think they called it an absolute. It was the the big deluxe version, the slipcase with the with the two volumes in it, and you can't find that really anywhere unless you go to uh, to eBay. But um, it was oh, uh, Bully Dog from the forum. Um, sent me a sent me a message, and you can actually uh, you can buy that from Dynamic Forces now at retail. So they I guess they still have a few a few copies of it laying around. So if you're looking for that deluxe version of JLA Avengers, it's at Dynamic Forces. Well, it, wait, the the Dynamic Forces version is signed, isn't it? Um, I'm not for sure. Oh, that'd be cool. And speaking of Trinity, we all reading it. Hell yeah! Oh no, Woods not. Um, I'm I'm behind. I'm I'm actually now that it's uh, what issue twenty five. I'm gonna I'm gonna reread it all and catch up. So I'm uh-huh. I'm way behind. Okay, and, and Wood is just like the sole reason for DC's loss of market share because he's not reading <laughs> friggin' Trinity. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably twenty percent of the readership these days. So. You know, I I, I know no. the book is. No, that, that's no come on. Let's just shit 20, on everybody. Twenty five. There's four of us, dude. Twenty five percent. The uh, I know it's, it's a it's a it's a Trinity focused book, but it's does it feel like, like it? No, it's almost like having a Justice League weekly. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's 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 the one comfortable, safe spot in my comic buying week. I know when I come home that there's going to be a copy of Trinity in my bag that's just going to be a joy to read, and I, I know what I'm going to get, just good old superhero fun with a a, a deep storyline, and it's I, I love it. I think it is fantastic. I think you, you, you uh, jumped the gun, Mr. Wood, a little too quickly. Wait for the trade, my friend. I'm sure it'll come out in nice trades and I'll give it a try. Yeah, I think it's gonna be the first thing that I do a library binding on. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> That's cool. Hey, I've got the. I'm gonna do you know two 26 issue volumes. So yeah. Did you get to the uh, issue? I think it was issue number 19 where they meet Alfred. Did, did no, you get to that Freddy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I guess we can't say anything about that. Then. I'll catch <sighs> up this week. All right. I'll be fine next week. Next David week. and I wrote notes it. on it and everything. I can't. <sighs> Hey, speaking what? of Tim Seeley, <laughs> he uh, he did a uh, he did a backup in uh, Weapon X First Class last week. You know, his, it was really cool. You know, his his run on New Exile started last week and, and ends mm-hmm. in February. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> really? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's the final issue. Eighteen is the final issue, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, it, no. I, I'm pretty sure it'll be restarted. But yeah, again, I'm, they're gonna restart. The, the, I, <laughs> They just restarted it for the third time. I know. Stay I mean, I like the book, so I, I hope you're right because I, I've read it from 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 day one till now uh, in all of its incarnations. Uh, but uh, but it just seems crazy to all this restarting of these books. It's just oh, you ain't kidding. We're, we're losing uh, a lot of books. Yeah, DC we'll, especially, we'll but. Yeah. The other one. No, I mean they're they're gonna. It's not that you're losing them; they're being replaced by 
by new books. I mean, they're not yeah. going to, th- th- those are slots that will be filled. Um, but, uh, would you be happy to hear this? Um, uh, uh, speaking of a new book, I went to the comic shop tonight and before I could, uh, before I could get my copy, Deadpool is all sold out. Yeah, baby. Rocking and rolling. The DP, oh. my friends. Yep. Well, sold Brandon- three copies that he orders. Every- <laughs> <laughs> That's a Brandon Peterson cover this time around. Taking care of his business. Yeah. Well, Ciao. You know, the DC front, I mean, so we know that Adventure Comics is coming back, which is pretty cool, right? Yeah. Um, we yeah. know that, that the Batman books are just being replaced by other Batman books, right? There's Robin and uh, Robin and Knight. What is it? Uh, Robin and someone. Batman. Robin and Damien? Robin and Bat. It's, there's a Robin book coming out, but it's Robin and somebody. I forget what. It's all about the research with you, isn't it? <laughs> I figure one of you guys will, will you'll make me look good by actually having the answer, but, but um, for is it the is it the well the first time or the um, since the death of Superman that uh, Action Comics will not uh, be uh, it's such want, a starting don't don't get started such a bad idea that really well, is really bad is. bad bad idea well, it depends who's going to be in action not Superman there you go bad idea well I mean is is it not going to be Superman? Yeah. Isn't it the rumor? Or was that yeah. was that in the the, the Dio um, well, you know, interview? The, the rumor the who might be the rumor who might be in action, and I have a feeling it might be a revolving a revolving cast. Which wouldn't it be? You know, I think it'd actually be pretty cool to have a you know action be the Superman family book, and well, you know, that's okay. Yeah, you could rotate right. rotate people through, but I've actually heard that Monel might be. Uh, a main reoccurring character in action. I love Monel. I really do. I, I like the character a lot, but he's a placeholder for Superman. Yeah, Monel. this is true. Well, well, that's kind of perfect then, because Superman is going to come back <laughs> to action. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just put a Daxamite in in action comics. Great. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I you know the the idea of this being the Superman family. In action is is a really good good idea. Then why don't you just publish a Superman family book? And and it's nothing about being hung up on the fact that oh Superman has appeared in X amount of consecutive issues of action. Action is the Superman title. You don't take Superman out of it. I would much rather see the the Superman book proper go away and and just keep well, Superman. It already action. has, or well, it was renamed and, and and continued the numbering. But yeah, right. What's going to happen I, with Detective? You know, that's Batman. But but Batman. but Batman Batman came late to the party on Detective. He didn't start till twenty seven. Whereas Action was <laughs> Superman's first appearance. So I mean, if we yeah. want to get snippy and all statistical and historical on it, then we can or fight snarky. that way or start. We were all there at the drugstore to get that. That's guy. right. I, picked, <laughs> I, I wish I found that dime. Yeah, I, I, there, there are shakeups coming. There, there really are, and we're, we're losing. I think. One of DC's best titles in this shakeup, and that's Blue Beetle. That that just hurts. Yeah. To, and to, and to, how great is that timing to have a new cartoon featuring one of your most popular characters <laughs> teaming up with this guy? And hey, we're yeah. going to cancel the comic the same week. Yeah. Was that uh, Brave and the Bold? Yeah. yeah. Which was fantastic. That, that, Did you guys yeah. see it? Has it been coming out? It's the first it, one was last week. Like, yeah. it, it, it airs Friday at eight. Replays Saturday the next Saturday morning at ten thirty according to the schedule. You're good. You are good. And and good. It is good. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Is it? Uh, is it a, a, a Tim? Nope. 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 Wow. It it 
Batman kind of looks like a uh, pseudo kind of super friends Batman with the yellow around the bat and uh, and the blue cape and it's uh, but it's it's cool. He kind of sounds a little bit like Kevin Conroy, mm-hmm. and uh, it 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 does work. And I don't know if it's if this is the way it's going to be, but this episode started off where he was tied to a trap with Green Arrow. And they had to get out of that. And then at the end of the episode with Bats and Blue Beetle, they were about to take on a meteor. So I don't know if the next episode is going to continue that or if he'll just be, you know, he'll be in one trap and then it leads off with another one at the end of the ep- episode. And then, you know, you don't know. You you get an idea that uh, during the title sequence at the beginning, they, they tease you with all the characters that he'll be teaming up with or that he can team up with. Um, the... Uh, what was neat, what actually, it was weird, and I wrote this on the form, it was weird in a good way. You have this this old school looking Batman, uh, like, like the 60s looking Batman, with the golden slash silver age green arrow, but yet you had the Jaime Blue Beetle with his techno yeah. suit on. And it, it, it was, it's it's just, visually, it's, it, it, it's weird in a good way. What, the thing that I appreciated about it was the ambiguous beginning and ending. Now, how cool is that, that they'll just leave it open? Like, say, the next episode, start with something completely different. Yeah. And maybe next year, do a fill-in where they tell you what happened at the end of this. Like, bring Blue Beetle back and show how Batman and Blue Beetle stopped the meteors. But don't continue it next episode. Right. Leave it a little bit in a gray area for, for like next year. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But I don't think that's ever been done before. Has it? Mm. Don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I was going to say the, the, the JL, uh, JLU or whatever, the justice league unlimited, uh, it had some, some story points that it took a little while to resolve, but nothing, you know, to that extreme. But the, Good cartoon. Um, um the, um, Spider-Man, uh, cartoon now, is it's good. <laughs> okay, first you sound like you're surprised. <laughs> Can I you am, make that noise I again? <laughs> I am surprised because the last Spider-Man cartoon was fucking terrible. Yeah, that's why I haven't watched a Spider-Man cartoon since Saturday morning. I I don't remember the last time, and I'm talking about when Stanley narrated it. I don't I don't know what the hell's going on as far as animated Spider-Mans over the years, but. Was that this, the MTV one Chris is talking about? Yeah, the MTV one was terrible. The one in the was 90s it? was great. <laughs> okay, see, I didn't even see the one in the 90s. Um, well, that was the one that was actually voiced by uh, Christopher Knight, right? No, the guy who played... Starman? No. <laughs> <laughs> he played he, he played the middle brother on the Brady Bunch movie. That's the voice. That That's who was the voice of Peter Parker, Spider-Man, in the uh, 90s Spidey cartoon on Fox. No uh, kidding. that. <laughs> No, the spectacular Spider-Man cartoon is really cool, especially the way they uh, they introduce his his rogues gallery and uh, and and how everybody is just kind of well, I don't want to say related because they're not they're not in the in the bloodline sense, but how they all kind of crisscross and 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 it's just neat little universe. I I love the cartoon that That's and fun. now Raven the Bold are the only two cartoons I DVR right now. <laughs> Hey, 11 o'clock comics. It's Tom Morris from the forums, also from Marvel Noise. Hey, David. Uh, anyway, I'm calling because I noticed a, a couple of uh, episodes back, uh, the Heroes Initiative got brought up. I'd like to, uh, and, and I brought this up also for um, Marvel Noise listeners, but thought I'd let all the 11 o'clock listeners hear about this. Uh, 
tell everyone to go check out the book Assembled. Uh, it's a, a history book of the Avengers, and all the proceeds go to the Heroes Initiative. And um, it's written by a friend, uh, an associate of mine, uh, Dan Allen Plexico. Uh, and uh, if you're look, interested in getting a book or look, checking out his Avengers Assembled fan website of history, files, artwork, and so forth, go to www.whiterocketbooks.com slash Avengers. And you'll be able, you'll find how to purchase his book uh, his book on it, which uh, was co-written by Keith R. A. DeCandido, and uh, it covers Brit as it says by uh, the heads of AvengersAssembled.net. He has quite a few interviews up with Tom Reefort, Kurt Busiek, Fabian Izienza, and other just great stuff on his website. So I thought I might check that. Also recommend reading his book Sentinels. He's got a series of them out. And uh, Sentinels are basically a um, novelized version of, say, the Avengers, but not the Avengers. It's a group of superhero team. It's a superhero team in a different kind of universe that uh, he's gotten a pretty good publishing on. I'd like to recommend anybody who's a fan of, like, superhero novels, check it out. Anyway, Tom Morse, see you all in the forum. Speaking of Spider-Man, and I won't get into the issue, Amazing 578. Oh. That that Marcos Martin cover, classic cover. Has anybody seen it? I've well, seen I, the I'm cover. Asked, yes. Yeah, you've you've seen it. But uh, it it it's a kind of a homage to Amazing Thirty Three with the machinery over. Yeah, uh, it's like it's like almost it's almost completely black, but it's from a different angle. It's not straight on. It's uh, yeah. but it's it's mostly completely black. And down in the lower right corner, there's the light, and you'll see Spider Man, and you can tell that he's just under a whole lot of rubble. Clot- claustrophobic as hell and and i love the 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 text treatment where it looks like they're tumbling into the the space in the lower right of the cover it's great it's a great cover <laughs> and the and the last page good god that's all i'm saying <laughs> yeah. so let, let's just push it on over to mr wood's direction because he hasn't been talking too much and i want to hear him yeah, you guys, you guys talking about shit. I'm not. Uh, I'm not into. I'm not. A, I'm not a huge cartoon watcher. Uh, so I. Uh, but what? What? What are you into? Deadpool. Uh, besides bondage. <laughs> you know, I, I got. We got some, some more DC talk for you. Um, I read some DC books here. Uh, first one that I read, uh, which I'm imagining Vince probably read as well, at least, uh, is Sergeant Rock: The Lost Battalion. Oh no! No, don't. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, I no no I did not read that. Unfortunately. <laughs> No, can I can I guess why you didn't read it? I don't like the way it looks. Yeah, Tucci. I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> I know you're not a big, huge fan of uh, Mr. Tucci. Well, anyway, I, 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 gave, I respect the man, but I, I'm not a yeah. fan. Yeah, I gave uh, I gave this book a try just because I have no history with Sergeant Rock, um, and I figured, well, it's a it's a first issue. Let me give it a whirl. Uh, didn't do much for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I I found myself racing to the end of the book um not giving a hoot about any of the characters to me they could have just as much been just random gis from the war i i didn't care about their characterizations and uh actually i i didn't think the art was horrible but i certainly didn't think it was um enough to carry what was a, a fairly mundane book so i i don't think i'll be picking up any more of these issues um was i the only one of the of us who read it Yes, I I thumbed through Marty's copy, mm-hmm. and the the thing I was immediately struck by was I'm not a purist where it comes to inkers like mm-hmm. some people. <laughs> uh, there there are there are instances where pencils work, 
This, unfortunately, is not one of them. I, well, I think this book needs a nice, thick line. And and oddly enough, once you turn the first page and that, that drawing of Sergeant Rock with the brush strokes, that's really nice. And then it goes into the pencil thing. Like, if they just continued it th- with that splash page technique that sure. they used, that would have been awesome. But then it would have been Joe Kubert. So, I mean, why, why say, even bother doing Sergeant, it at all? Sergeant right, Rock right. needs Joe Kubert for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. A. Kubert. Because the, uh, the Azarillo one was really good so oh. between a what, rock and a hard place is that right the, right yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's really good well speaking of pencils and inks that actually really do work kingdom come special superman one shot oh god bless you wood for bringing that up <laughs> i gotta tell you i uh you know i i would assume most people listening have have read kingdom come at least once um i certainly have i, I know that it's uh Chris, it's certainly in your. I think you're in your holy trinity of, of all time best stories, right? I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, and I think it's. I think it's a perfect book to introduce people to mm-hmm. to the DCU. That it's a great starter comic for a lot of people. I think, and it's it pretty. pretty. It is so. Yeah. So this was a one shot. Um, I guess anyone that's reading JSA of late knows that. Uh, spoilers, if you if you aren't, that the Kingdom Come Superman has been hanging out with the JSA for a time. Um, and uh, I've, it's been coming to a head as, as the Gog, Magog, uh, storyline has been unfolding, which would seems like for a year now, but I, it's probably not, it's probably been about six, six issues, but it seems like it's going on for a long time. So this is a one shot. I didn't know if it was going to be heavily tied into that or more standalone. It turns out, well, certainly it does, um, you know, start off with, uh, where we are in current continuity. It really is more of Alex Ross's sort of final exclamation point I think on his his involvement in Kingdom Come because you know he obviously had no involvement in the Kingdom which was I guess the the official if you will sequel to Kingdom Come um, but what's really fascinating about this book aside from it I mean it's a pretty decent story in and of itself um, I don't think you need to read it if uh, you're not inclined to to follow the JSA story though but uh, but it's it's written by Alex Ross but I think more interestingly it's uh, it's actually penciled and inked by Ross, uh, but not colored, right? Versus the the painted uh, that we're all so familiar with, and uh, and I have to say, I, I was really curious to see how it would look, and you know, for certainly a lot of Ross has plenty of fans. I know that uh, some people think that his stuff um, can look too stiff. Well, I got to tell you, uh, I was really really impressed with this book. I, I thought he did a fantastic job. It looks. Very much because it is still Ross. It's it looks like a perfect visual sequel to uh, Kingdom Come, but at the same point in time, I thought that uh, seeing him with the pencils uh, and inking his own stuff was was a really nice change of pace and really softened softened it, made it seem more human at points. And uh, and I I sure hope that he does more of this now. I, I don't know how long it took him to do Absolutely. this book, but but it was terrific. So did any of you guys read it? I first of all, it's a, the the art beautiful and get to that in a second but i was actually more impressed by the writing it was it was paced well the the dialogue he captured the voices of everyone from the kingdom come superman to uh lois to um what cyclone from uh, jsa he captured those voices it was yeah it was it was a solidly written issue um but yeah it's if Alex Ross could do six issues a year 
like this, drawing and inking, um, that I I would be a very very happy person because this is an absolutely beautiful book and uh, um, the the visual storytelling I think is some of his best that I've seen. This is um, it's it's right up there with the the justice stuff which he didn't um, he didn't do the the layouts on from the storytelling um, perspective. But uh, yeah, it's it's strong. I'm very very happy with it oh um uh, real quick the uh, the supplemental stuff in the back is really cool if you want to kind of get into the process and uh the chicago tribune tomorrow or i guess today whenever this whenever this comes out um is going to be uh doing a story on alex ross and the model that has uh, has posed as superman for the last however long since kingdom come and uh, i'll post uh it'll be online so i'll post the article uh on the forum and uh, people can check it mm-hmm. out so it's a, it's a a guy that uh, knows alex ross that lives lives here in the chicago area and they talk yeah, about frank frank casey i think is his name right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think that's right so yeah it's actually pretty cool you're right the back matter is neat uh because i'm sure people that read kingdom come remember Norman McKay, I didn't know this. Maybe you guys already knew it, but I didn't know it until this issue. Norman Alex McKay, Ross's the dad. model. Yeah, it's it's actually mm-hmm. right. It's Alex Ross's dad, which is uh, pretty neat. Um, Who and, in, uh, real, in, re- in real life is a preacher. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the the model for Shazam, um, which I'm sure some of you already know, is uh, Uncle Sal. Um, yeah. Sal Abenanti. Mm-hmm. So, uh, really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I thought it was Fred McMurray. No, no, it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's, <laughs> it's no, it's it's out there, you know. They're, they're buddies. Uh, well, how cool is that? And I'm trying yeah, for I'm trying to think what character, but um, Andrew Peepoy, who is uh, an anchor on a a ton of different stuff, does a lot of uh, Archie stuff, but uh, does a lot of stuff for Fables and Jack of Fables, and and uh, Andrew's been you know all over comics, but he's uh, he's been a model for uh, uh, for several uh, characters that, that Alex Ross has done as well. So you'll actually see uh, J. Jonah Jameson, I think, is who it was hmm. in uh, in Marvels. Yeah. I cannot wait to read that special. Sounds pretty good. It's awesome. It is. Yeah, yeah it really was. Yeah, well, it'll. I'll probably read it in what, like, four months. Well, you. I know you mentioned. I don't. You think it's going to be collected in the trade? I guess it will be, but it's solicited this month. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I think JSA is is much too good for mere floppies. I, I buy it in hardcover. It's a fantastic book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Magog special came out today. Yep. Without telling me anything that happens in it, how was it? I haven't read it yet. That's oh. um, it's it's next on the list. So we'll talk about it next week. Sweet cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. yeah, the Ross covers on all the, the new Krypton stuff and the JSA stuff have been rocking. What are the books what else we get? about? I got lots more, what? but... No, go ahead. I want to hear more. Seduce me with your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that creepy? <laughs> oh, um... Uh, but what, um, did you hear that uh, there's been a director named for World War Z? I think he's got the goddamn mute button on again. Oh, I do have the mute button. <laughs> 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 I'm retarded. Uh, you are. <laughs> I said I did not. Who is the director? Oh gosh, I knew you were going to ask me about that, and it was uh, it was Sal that uh, that told me about it. Give me a second, and I shall um, 
I, I shall check the uh, the big uh, the big computer brain. All right. Well, in the meantime, hopefully David uh, has some thoughts on this as well because I imagine he's the only other one that would have read this. Um, Adam, Legend of the Blue Marvel, number one of a six series. Yeah, I I started to, but then I put it down to read a couple other things for for this week, and because okay. it's a mini series, I tend to read those mm-hmm. um, in. Uh, when when they're completed, but sure. I I love the cover, and uh, and the Matt Brumart inside looks looks pretty sharp. Well, yeah. So so for those, it's a it's a six issue miniseries. Uh, it's written by Kevin Graveau, who has been writing for Marvel for he's been doing the New Warriors, which I think is just wrapping up either this month or next. I know the last issue's been solicited. Um, he's, as, uh, he also has a hand in the Underworld movies and has uh, starred in them. Yeah, right. And he's he's been in yeah he's an actor in some other things as well, right? He's yeah, much been working. Um, it was it was uh, art pencils uh, as David just mentioned by Matt Broom, who I think a lot of people were probably familiar with his recent stint on the End League, which ended sort of abruptly, um, and I think ended so that he could do this book. Um, two inkers, Sean Parson and Alvaro Lopez, uh, and uh, John Roush on colors. So, I mean, I buy most Marvel stuff so it's not a shock that i bought this but um i didn't know exactly what to expect from it um this the preview art was 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 pretty beautiful and the solicit i don't remember exactly what it said but it was pretty clear that this was another hero that they were trying to the hero had never existed before but they were going to revive as though he was you know a legacy hero and bring him back to the modern times um and certainly it evoked in me hopes that it might be something, uh, you know, a la the 12 or something like that, which I was a fan of. So uh, I went in with really no expectations. Uh, and I have to be honest with you, um, the book was not at all what I expected. And since it's only the first issue, I'm not sure whether the direction they're taking it is going to be a positive one or one I'm going to really dislike. But um, it, it was very much, I mean, the book is heavily, heavily focused on... Um, on race relations in the sixties, fifties, sixties, and I got no sense of that from the the, the solicits. Um, so, I mean, the book is basically again. I don't want to give too much away, but uh, the Blue Marvel was a, a very, um, very powerful hero, I guess, in the fifties uh, and sixties. And because of essentially racial concerns, the government asks him to stop being the Blue Marvel because they find out that it's actually a uh, African American guy that that is that is under the mask. Um, and that's pretty much the premise of the first issue. And, and it kind of goes from there. And I guess his arch villain has showed back up in modern times and he's fighting the mighty Avengers. And that's, so you flash back to who, you know, to his first appearance against the blue Marvel. I, I don't know where the book's going from here, but it was very heavy handed. Um, and, and frankly, a bit too preachy for my taste for a book that I thought was going to be, you know, somewhat of a, you know, a, more of a, a, a popcorn flick. So I kind of feel like I was a little bit bait and switched here. Um, I'll, I'll keep reading it just because, again, the, the art was pretty nice, and um, I'm intrigued by the idea of bringing a new character. It's been a while since Marvel's had a new character stick, but um, I, I was definitely a little put off by how preachy the book was. So be wary if you're going to pick this up off the shelf. Is that a three ninety nine issue or two ninety nine? It's a miniseries. I think it's three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, so is that the standard anymore? If it's a miniseries, it's three ninety nine. It has been for uh, for the past few months now, yeah. Oh. I'm going to ex- I'm gonna have to explain the concept of deflation to these fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Um, 
here, here I got your uh, your World War Z update. Uh, Mark uh, Forster, who is the director for Quantum of Solace, is going to be directing World War Z and okay. the screenplay written by J. Michael Straczynski. Interesting. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who just did Who just did Changeling? By the way. Okay. The right. is late. So do yeah, what? Okay. No kidding. It's in the Wonder Store is late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he probably made a little bit more money on Changeling. Yeah. No, a, I'm not and, by the way, and by the way, in the story about him writing the uh, the screenplay, uh, they don't mention that he's the writer of Thor. They mention that he's the writer of Changeling. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So yeah, they don't even mention uh, uh, B five. Babylon five. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Still one of the great science fiction TV uh, accomplishments ever. Oh yeah, four seasons of goodness. Yep, yep. That yep. fifth season just <laughs> off the rails, didn't it? Yeah. Not his. What do you? Not his fault. It was the fifth season was still pretty good. They had its just I, just, just a very drastic change. Yeah, I didn't get into the whole psychic. Yeah storyline was kind of bad but the last episode still one i think one of the most fulfilling final episodes uh, of a series it's I, it was mm-hmm. poignant and just everything that it should have been it's it, it was a it really tripped through that last season but that that last episode just really sewed everything up and i think that was the last episode that that he wanted you know that they probably had in mind from the beginning so great series awesome series if you haven't seen it yeah. What was the spinoff? Uh, was it Excalibur or something like that? No, it was um, the one with the Rangers. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was like a sword. Um, something like that. I, I didn't kill. watch it. Yeah. I will say, Delenn is super hot, though. Oh. She is. <laughs> now, see, I, I don't know if I can get on board with you on that one. I love the bones on the head. Mm. <laughs> Hello, eleven o'clock. This is Carlos Cordova. I'm calling in. Yeah, I'm calling in. <laughs> um, no, I, you know I got my book of the week. It's it's not a new issue or anything that came up this week, but it was a book that I got that I was so excited about. I had to call and share with the rest of the podcasting community, whoever's listening to this. I, I, I stopped in at a local comic book store the other day, just to see, it's not my local comic book store, but a local comic book store, just to take a look and see, because there's, there's an out-of-print book that I'm looking for, so hoping one day to come across it. And I guess they had a nice little collection of somebody who turned in a lot of trades and stuff because they're moving or something so they went and put in a lot of trades so they had all these trades marked for half off so i got a couple books i got you know i got superman the man of steel volume one i got um swamp thing regenesis which was the first uh trade with um rick beach on it after alan moore left which i was really excited about i've been wanting to get it for a while i just the price points on these things have always just kind of turned me off for now because you know dc is with their stuff that they know people want they're gonna make it high price but anyway but the gem of my find was called Foul Play. The art and artist of the notorious 1950s EC comics. Now, this book has been on my Amazon wish list for a while. I've just never broken down and got it. And when I found it half price off, I had to snatch it up, and I did. This book is it is gorgeous. It is amazing. And it was worth, even if I would have paid full price for it, it would have been worth it. It's this book not only talk it talks about everybody involved in the EC new trend. It even talks a little bit about Bill Gaines' dad. It gives a little bit about Bill Gaines. It goes on to talk about each artist and creator separately. It talks, you know, about Al Feldstein, Harvey Kurtzman, Wally Wood, Jack Davis, Johnny Craig, you know, everybody. And each chapter is about that one artist telling them where they were born, you know, 
how they started out, how they ended up at EC, their work for EC, even some of the stuff they did after EC. It's got plenty of little pictures showcasing their work and stuff that they did. But then after each after each creator bio, it has an EC story that they did, which is also a gem. You know what I mean? This book is this book is just absolutely awesome, awesome. And if anybody out there, I know like Chris is. But just anybody who's interested in those 1950s EC creators and their comic work and anything is just this book is definitely worth getting. And if you have like the the EC the other EC comics, um, like Tales of Terror, I think it is. Is uh, it basically tells about like the history of EC comics and stuff like that. I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's something like that. So it's a great companion piece and stuff like that. It's a gorgeous art book, and I'm proud to have it in my collection. It's going to sit right next to all my other art books on my shelf. You know, there's some there's some pictures in here. So we got I was reading the Alfield C one, and there's just a pencil sketch that he that he did for an unused cover that's just absolutely gorgeous. I just I stared at it for at least a good 20 minutes of soaking it in. Uh, you know, as an artist, these guys were just absolutely some of the best, and it's just still to this day you can see influences in everybody's work coming from this somewhere somehow. The Wallywood one's a gem of mine, so that's always a favorite one. And yeah, so that's that's my pick of the week. It's not a new issue. It's nothing more. It's a it's a book that came out a couple of years ago, I think 2005, and it's totally worth it. I recommend it to anybody out there interested in this topic. So, all right, well that's it. You guys have a good night. Talk to y'all soon. Bye. If you're looking for something for the kids, and I'm talking to the listeners right now. Uncle Scrooge 382 came out today. <laughs> it's a you know it's a Christmas themed issue. Okay. It is great. All right. That's you, all I'm going to say because I I know hear, I got to keep this. Did you hear us this, this week on Around Comics? Mm-hmm. We, we were talking about Vince hasn't listened. We were talking about uh, we were talking about <laughs> comics for kids, and I mentioned well if Vince B were here he would be saying Uncle Scrooge, and you betcha. Tom, and then Tom says. Uh, that's bold because only old men read Uncle Scrooge. Oh well, <laughs> well it's hard to dispute I, that, dude. Yeah, it, 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 it is. is. It, pure comic book goodness, man. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. Four color, fantastic. Love it. Every uh, issue is just like. I, I even though this one's a Christmas themed issue, every issue is like Christmas when it comes out. How about that? Crusade Love it. was the name of the B five spinoff. There you go, Crusade. David, what are you hiding from us? Captain Burton and MI thirteen number seven. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. With uh, with really swank lettered Kirk pencils, but it, it, uh, there's three anchors on here. One of them is a name that I hadn't seen since Identity Crisis because I wasn't following what uh, I didn't follow rags to Hawkman or whatever else he was drawing at the time but Michael Bear did some inks in this issue along with uh, Jay Lyston who tends to uh, pal around with Greg Land and uh, and Craig Hume but this issue is um, Blade is is starting to grow on me with this issue Um, Cornell did it right, and and as soon as Blade shows up in the book when he first appeared in the title, he uh, he he just pissed me off, and I didn't want anything to do with him. But then last issue there wasn't a whole lot of Blade, but this issue where he's uh, talking to, to to Spitfire a lot more, and 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 their conversations and how they uh, they're interacting was um, was pleasant, 
I'll put it that way. That 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 was good. Basically, the uh, the crew is being faced with their uh, with their heart's desires. They can uh, you know whatever they want, they can have. They basically just have to give their soul over to this mystical magical being, and they can have whatever they want. So Brian can have Megan, and Pete Wisdom can have Kitty. And see, uh, someone needs to explain this to me because I wasn't reading Excalibur in the later years, so I don't know a lot about Pete Wisdom's and Kitty Pride's relationship. But at the table where he's sitting next to Kitty and they're having a conversation, behind Kitty, Lockheed's head is mounted on the wall. And I don't know if, if Lockheed and Wisdom, what kind of relationship they had, and if, if the dragon always pissed wisdom off or if you no, want like he did not like wisdom then there you go so then that's yeah. exact so, so that's that's that inside but so okay so that was that, that was pretty amusing um you know, anybody get the feeling that blade and spitfire are gonna be uh bumping uglies <laughs> by the end of this yeah baby. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna be banging that out yeah um, so wait you're talking kitty right is she in the pages of of this mi-13 because it's what it's what pete wants so none yeah. of this is real they're having dinner, oh, okay. and it's the and they're commenting on how uh, uh, on how happy Pete is because everyone that surrounds him is completely safe and never gets killed. Yeah, because you have uh, you, you, his sister is there, Kitty is there, and uh, and John, John the Skrull is there. So, and these are all people who have left him, for lack of a better term. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, David, you, the the Lockheed Pete Wisdom thing was actually kind of hilarious because. <laughs> Lockheed hated him, and I don't know if you know this, but Lockheed, like you know, for all the years he was in the books, he just he was just kind of a dragon. But it turns out he could talk, and he used to fuck with Pete Wisdom. All no the time. shit! Oh, that's People awesome. That's yeah. I, could, I, I would I would expect I would expect Lockheed to cock block him or something, but but that's that that's good. I don't have to track those issues down now. Um, but it was it's I mean the art the art's fantastic to begin with, but and and. Um, Speaking of bumping uglies, uh, I'm pretty sure someone has a crush on Dane Whitman. I mean, not that you could tell from the cover alone, but when he he turns to uh, he turns to the good doctor and asks if there's anything that you know she's longing for, she's like, uh, no, no, not not me. No, I'm I'm fine. There's nothing. Uh, there's nothing I want at all. Um, but the last the last page with the cliffhanger with uh, with Pete yelling over to Dane. I'm not going to spoil that for anybody, but that that's a hook right I mean, never mind all of the unresolved plot lines between Blade and Spitfire and, uh, and Brian and anything else going on with these characters. What Pete yells to Dane Whitman at the end of this issue is going to have me coming back for issue number eight. We're not going to get a clue, are we? It has to do with the Ebony Blade. Yep. That's all. Awesome. Series just continues to be a lot of fun. It really does. Yeah, yeah blows me away. That and Iron Fist uh, too. I do believe that the first trade is um, offered in the, the first. Uh, is it the first four issues? Um, yeah, because it's like ninety six pages, right? Because the, oh, yeah, isn't that no, the one that's like yes, yes, but but the, okay. See, I love solicitations because everybody takes everything as 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 gospel. I don't. There are typos out the wazoo from from a lot of companies when they do solicitations. Oh, so okay. because because I sent you a note back saying that the Black Panther trade has the same page count and is retailing for twelve ninety nine. 
Right. So it's so what? It's 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 four issues because it's, it's secret invasion. It's the secret invasion mm-hmm. titled Captain Britain trade. So yes, it is the first four issues of of this series. But because it was tied into SI, it's got it's, that label on it. Yeah, sixteen ninety nine. I, I I doubt it. How many of them are gonna they they sell at sixteen ninety nine? Ninety six pages. I don't know. Even at half yeah. price, it's pushing it. Yeah, that's it is. $3.99 an issue. I mean, that's, yeah, that's that's nuts. Yeah. Um, Wait, Captain Britain is three ninety nine an issue? Oh, no, I'm saying it, oh, okay. sixteen ninety nine would be more. The trade breaks down to yeah, right. Um, but Nova uh, volume three. Nova's so good. Yeah. The uh, okay. and and uh, Iron Fist. Actually, I mentioned this this week on uh, on Marvel Noise. The uh, go ahead, Vince. What? Um, the Was that Marvel what? Marvel <laughs> the Travel Foreman's art. No, wait, get it right. The Deliberate Noise Network presents Marvel No, Noise. Comic Book Noise is, is, <laughs> is the, let's, let's not get too carried away. No. Um, <laughs> travel prices. That's, that's, the, that's the Comic Book Noise presents title, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> Travel Foreman's He's- art. Strikes me of uh, he's like the love child of uh, of like Larry Stroman and Lanil Yu, and a little bit of like Travis Charest thrown in. I, I I mean Russ Heath starts off issue nineteen for the first three pages, and then after that you get the travel form and art, and it, it touches on the Iron Fist annual from uh, from last year, where Danny during the tournament he went to was it France? He went he he went to the cottage where uh, Orson Randall's uh, memoirs, where his journals were kept because of the guy who wrote all of, the, uh, all of his adventures down. So it, it, there's, a, there's a couple of pages devoted on that. And, uh, and you kind of find out why, why Orson Randall basically started chasing the dragon is, is explained in this issue. So I'm just, I'm just a big fan of Dwayne Straczynski to begin with, but this was, this was a really cool issue. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Travel Foreman, good God. Yeah, that book I, I, held up really was, well. You know, yes. who were yeah. gave it up for dead after uh, fraction and suckers. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Remember the outcry when yes. those guys were when they said they were gonna leave. It was like, oh no, the book. I give it like four issues. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. You know, Caters Caters told me that uh, the Iron Man, the fractions Iron Man, is actually really good. So it is even even with the Larocca art, but yeah, it's a real good book. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question for the Marvel Man. Yes. In, in this, in this, <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> very good. In, in this uh, February solicitations, there is the Eternals to slay a god uh, trade paperback. Collects Eternals one to six and the annual. Mm-hmm. Is this the first time this has been solicited? Did, did they not solicit this as a hardcover first? I don't think they did. No, they didn't because the, the annual just came out last week. Are you kidding me? They're have, not going to go there, hardcover for this? Because have there been even? I mean, what issue are they up to? Like four, maybe five. I don't think they have sold six issues out yet. Well, yeah, but I'm just—I just find it strange that they. Yes, that they went before hardcover. Yeah, on this yeah. one. Yeah, I, I want this stuff in, as a hardcover because, as you know, I, I just spooge all over Daniel Acuna <laughs> stuff. I, I love this guy's artwork. You know what? I, as I said, I think Acuna on this book has been really good. I think he's, his, it's well suited to his style. Yes. We find that surprising on this book. He's always been good. Let's not get carried away, like yeah, let's uh, well, I am you know, slick. I do have a question for you guys about an artist that, uh, uh, or a book that 
the art I recently saw the artwork for the first time and I thought why doesn't Vince talk about this book every month because it seems like it's a book Taylor made for him and that is Godland oh my god why, dude why do why do I talk <laughs> don't I talk about every month because I I would talk about it freaking every week if I could it looks like if I hear about Tom Steele it, one more time. He's he's like, this book like is a brilliant Kirby's love child, right? I mean, yeah. But the thing is, if I talk about a book that you guys aren't reading, it'll be just like okay, here he like it would be me like me talking about Uncle Scrooge every week. You'd be like, uh, okay, here he goes again. You know, Godland's fantastic. I dude. was so blown away by the interiors that I saw that I am now I I'm going to order every trade. I mean, how many trades have, have they traded it? Totally get the do, dude, do yourself a favor. Get the oversized hardcover. Actually, yeah, you know, Celestial I, I should, yeah, edition. Yeah, I was just going to say that is still sitting shrink wrapped on my table. I still have to oh. open it. I, I, it's, it's there. It keeps Crack making it. Open, it's, it's, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm getting oh. to everything else that I can read. So I'm gonna, but I can't wait. You want to talk about something yeah, oversized uh, book that is just absolutely gorgeous? Did you guys have a chance to see the uh, the James Jean Fables cover book that came out today? No. Uh- I don't know. You, I'm leaving that indefinitely. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> what, what Mr. Rap himself is over there. What is he rapping? I think he, I think he, remix. I think he Wait, just what? glued on himself. He was so happy. <laughs> what the hell? Dude, you, 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 re, re, you, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. You repeated something like six friggin' times in the space of a second. But it, 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 like over and over. It was great. But then you overlapped. It was awesome. It couldn't even be mixed up. <laughs> so I, I'm assuming that you're looking forward to the James Jean book. What? <laughs> yes, I am. Okay. No, I, I saw it wicked, today, wicked, and it's uh, what makes it different than. Uh, than just like a table, you know, a coffee table book or, you know, an art book is it has, first of all, it has all of the covers and they're absolutely beautiful and oversized and gorgeous looking, but it really gets into his process of how he did each cover and, uh, yeah, the presentation on it from, you know, the, the inside wrap from the, from the dust cover to, you know, the, the leather work on it is just totally top notch. So I, have to see if you know in stock or DCB service has it because it's was like his, forty bucks, but it's good. Was his last cover the uh, at least the last issue of, of a storyline or an arc? Um, I'm not for sure. Okay, I do I do not know for sure, but uh, it, that guy is that guy is so incredibly talented. The oh, best, yeah. he's the best, the best. Yeah, yeah. I think he's just out making making money now. He should be. Yeah. If he's not, so. Mr. Wood, uh, you must let me know when you get that Godland Celestial Edition, because I will send you a bunch of links to prepare you for it. Because okay. that that's a that's a book that's plugged into everything I enjoy. All right, man. So you know, like consciousness and and uh, mind expanding drugs mm-hmm. and uh, alternate reality stuff like that. There's a lot of things within there that uh, the story that you may not pick up on uh-huh. so I'll, I'll send you some links give you all, get you all prepared and I can't wait to, to hear what you say about it because yeah, I man. just love that book Joe Casey get, take care of his business Joe Casey's always good I've yet to read anything by Joe Casey that wasn't just superb yeah another feather in images cap I mean Joe Kelly Joe Casey I mean we talk about image a lot but damn they got a great stable of creators that's yeah. 
there's a, a villain in it, uh, Basil Kronos. I am Basil Kronos. <laughs> the, the guy, the guy is just he, his goal in in life, if you can call his existence that, is to find the ultimate high. That's I'm ba- Basil Kronos. That's the me, guy with Gus the, the head in the jar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Hey, that uh, that that Fables covers by James Jean, uh, the hardcover, uh, in stock trades for twenty five bucks. Wow! Oh, sweet. Yep, it's thirty seven percent off. So I'll, I'll tell you. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's totally worth it. We keep talking over each other. I'm going to keep my side. Right. They're they're used to it. <laughs> I was going to say that uh, Jean is uh, every other cover artist in the business is happy that Jean is going. Uh, Leaving the business for a while because uh, what's he won four I think four straight Eisners for best cover artist. Yeah, so it sounds right. Yeah, earned each one. Mm-hmm. The the, the oh. man's style is elegant, beautiful. Yeah, it's 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 too it's too good for comics. <laughs> yeah, and and I knew from the first time I got wind of him doing that uh, promotional piece for uh, I can't even remember what it was for, but it was like a three or four minute video that he had a a big hand in in making that i said mm, it's not going to be long he's gone yeah 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 that guy yeah he's 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 awesome so no it's uh it's a it's a beautiful book and he is i think he is, if he is done doing doing comic stuff he's leaving us with a with a beautiful uh coffee table type book that's got an all sable fables cover so nice stuff yeah i think it was yeah. a prada advance right Yes, yeah. I think it was. You're right. You're right. Yep. The old brain, she ain't what it used to be. There you go. So, it, so how does anyone have a guess as to how RIP is going to end? Confusing. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, I don't. I mean, I, 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 think, I have no clue. I think Damien's involved somehow, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Bruce is just going to walk away for a while. Mm. Go on walkabout, huh? Yep, yep. He's gonna walk. Well, walk which would be interesting. I, I, but he just went on walkabout two years ago. And was... Yeah, but people don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Some people don't even didn't even know that Superman was po- depowered. For God's sake, come on. Yeah, that just shows you what a great <laughs> series that was. <laughs> no. I love depowered Superman. I thought that was a great little run. Yeah, it was very good. I uh, can't wait to speaking... see it back out in space. Ah, shut up. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> wonder if they'll you know, turn him blue or red. With every issue of Trinity, I'm I'm comparing it to Fifty Two, and I'm I'm uh, it's it compares very fav- favorably in my opinion. Trinity is tight. It's it's a very enjoyable read. Cool. Trinity it's, it's, is it's tight di- with one writer, and and pretty much one one creative vision. Although, silly, although with one with with one with Run Writer and then Fabian on the backup tales, um, I, I don't even know who the editor is on on Trinity. But um, yeah, it fifty two started off a lot tighter than it ended. I thought, especially when you got into it's, it, felt like they were cramming in a lot more towards the end. And then you had like that, the World War Three crap going on. I, I, I think 50, 52 started with a bang, though. It did. That's the difference between 52 and Trinity. Trinity, he, uh, Busick eased you into it. Eased you right into <laughs> that story. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of things that the average comic fan probably don't understand or have any experience with, like the tarot cards. So he kind of paced it very 
slowly almost. Yeah, it's more music. And, and, it's more music style. He he he's yeah. stories. It's I mean, read you know, it's Astro City stuff. It's mm-hmm. some of the best comics out there. That's you know, he he kinda has that slow burn and yeah, it's it's yeah. good stuff. Oh, I, I totally enjoyed fifty two, but this Trinity seems tailor made for me. And David just doesn't like Scott McDaniel. <laughs> me neither. I don't know about oh, just no. doesn't like. I out of you said before his his Green Arrow. I can I can dig on his Green Arrow. I don't want to compare the other backups that are being done by like Derenick or Norton. But there's just they 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 seem McDaniel's seem a little brushed. The lines are a lot thicker, and I don't know if that's that's McDaniel or if that's Owens. But it's um, it just it doesn't doesn't fit. it's like that's his 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 pages just tend to stop me cold when I'm reading. Wow, I still I read it. I still enjoy it, but it's there's there's yeah. just there's a lot going on, and it's just it's I don't want to say it's like graffiti art, but it, it it just the way the way the images are on the page, it just it doesn't flow the same way everybody else's does. I'll say. Wow. Yeah, I mean the Countdown Arena was his stuff, and oof, I thought that was some that was hard. That was hard to look at. I'm sorry. Hmm. See, I think McDaniel is is this generation's Frank Robbins to my eyes. Oh, geez. oh wow! Frank Robbins yeah. is rolling roll around his grave right now, trying to get no, into you. Oh, please! He's gonna come out as this they, they have the same. They have the same method of working. What's it like? I said to these eyes anyway. It's just very fluid. Very, yeah. Very, it's just very kinetic, immediate. Thick brush strokes. I love the art. I think it's great. I, I, I again, I, I think McDaniel is is tailor made for for this stuff. Oy, so, uh, you're nutty. You're nutty. <laughs> hey, who read Gigantic? Nah, oh, me, me. Why do you say it with such disdain, Vince? I, I'm waiting for the trade. Oh, I was going to say it's giant robots. And oh, I would never. Throw it around. How could? Yeah, how could you pass that up? Uh, yes. But not in not in floppies. Not all in right, floppies. All right. What'd you think, Chris? Oh. Loved it, loved it. Uh, we talked about it uh, last week on AC, and I uh, I got my wins mixed up. I got my Dustin and my Eric confused. Mm-hmm. And um, um, but yeah, I thought the art was I thought the art was awesome on it. And uh, um, Tom talked about it at length that it very easily could have taken itself too seriously and been very very melodramatic but uh it, it kind of saved itself from that and uh and i think it's going to be a really cool you know action-packed series it's a great premise and uh mm-hmm. you know it's remender it's it's eric Wynn. uh if you had uh read uh, strange girl it's that uh, creative team paired up again and uh some of the best looking stuff that uh that it, i think Wynn has done i've gone back and you know Made sure it wasn't Dustin Wynn that I was looking at this time, right. and uh, I'm pretty pretty impressed with the with the art on it. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool series, man. Yeah, it got off to a great start. I mean, the 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 Marvel boy in me though a little bit was just reading it, thinking when are Mojo and Longshot going to show up? But but uh, but that's that's an unfair. Uh, uh huh. You know, yeah, sure. No, sure. at the end of the day though, it's uh, yet again, Remender keeps keeps banging it out, man. Genre after genre, he keeps taking care of his business. You got it. Yeah. He's one of the go-to guys. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is Darren. And you know what? I'm going to say it. Brian Azzarello ain't shit with writing. 
He ain't all that. The bullet stuff, that's cool. But his Superman story for tomorrow was shit. And Broken City with Batman he did, it was shit too. I said it. The nerd gauntlet is thrown. I said it. I didn't like it. I didn't like his writing at all in that book. So, the hell with it. Nerd battle begins. Fuck it. It's Daryl again. And I never forgive Azarello for writing that bullshit ghetto cage story that he did. That that piece of shit with the gold teeth and all that crap. I never forgive him for that. So the hell with that shit. Fuck his right. All right. Uh, we're pretty much at the end, dudes. And dudettes. And dudettes. Well, it's how I was talking oh. to you guys. but What's the what? uh, status with our, our gift exchange? Is that <clears> finalized? <throat> the list? We've got a lot of people on there. But I, I believe, mean, I know we left uh, it open, but is it closing earlier, down? Uh, yeah, earlier this evening, Filthy McMonkey asked uh, if he was too late. And uh, Devin said... The list is still open for another four and a half hours, and this was at... Five hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) This was at 9.26 p.m. Eastern Time. Feel the excitement of reading off a forum. Uh, So, yeah, so by the time this is in the can and people listen to this, the list will be closed, and now Devin can uh, figure out who's doing what. All right. Yeah. Get up. All right, so yeah, jump on our forum, forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. Get in on our little... Leave an iTunes review if you haven't yet for the show. yeah, I always forget about that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. leave an iTunes review. While you're at it, if you want to hear these other guys, Chris is on Around Comics. Look it up. Mm -hmm. David does Marvel Noise, which is a product of the Deliberate Noise Network. Mm -hmm. And Chris, and uh, what's his name? Wood (laughs) does the the football guys. What's What's it called? It's called Football Guys. Got it right. Football Guys. See? Yeah. I do nothing. So. Oh, um, yeah. Um, Wood. Uh, Warwick yes. Dunn. Going to be a decent player the rest, of the, the, the rest of the, the way here? Absolutely. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because what? Graham's out for the year? Graham's not. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just check. Come <laughs> on, man. Playoffs. Playoffs. I got the, uh, Insider <laughs> information. I got the second Ooh. seed in my fantasy football league. I got some coin on the line here, man. I got a, That's some major bank. <sighs> <laughs> you guys might as well be talking in scroll because I'm not picking up any of it. Yes, because scroll don't make no sense. Nah. Clones do. Hey. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh. Debbie, oh. I'm going to call you David Downer. <laughs> Could you? Could you please? No. Because hey, you're too pretty. Actually, call and leave a message about David being a Downer. Pretty. No. I no, can't wait no, to hear David. this Azarillo rant because I'm. I What's he ranting about? A hundred bullets? Nope. That's let's Joker? just move on. No, um, no, I don't think so. No, the uh, the Batman for book. tomorrow. Broken City. Are you fucking out of yes. your mind? <laughs> yes, it ain't. It ain't shit. It ain't shit. Oh, is that the one that last week I was like? We, if you said like, if you're yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. So he's like responding to you. Oh, okay, uh, okay. okay. Br- yeah. bring it, Daryl. Oh. Do yourself a favor, people. Go out and buy Terra number two, and then go make babies with with anyone you want, because you'll be in the mood after you read this. Terra number two. Also, hey, buy Witchblade, right? That's right. What do you guys? They're say? still making it. 
bitch. <laughs> by the Darkness, by Scrooge McDuck, by G.I. Joe, and by Ghost all Rider, hell. Iron Fist. All Hail Megatron. By Fear Agent. All Hail Punch. Megatron. Yes, Chris will crush you like a bug. Just say bye bye. Just oh, say bye bye. Boy. Shalom. Hasta luego. Hola, como esta? <laughs>